Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% it's time for the Youth Sports Show with the Fans High School Insider, Big Time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome into the Blaine's Department Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We are talking Junior Red Knight Soccer Club today with uh, the Red Knight Soccer Director. He is Oswald Bawetswa. Pretty close, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's not bad. We'll go with that one. And Brian Oshner, he is uh, the the junior Red Knight coaching director, and uh, they have tryouts coming up for U eight U eight to U fourteen, July twenty third through the twenty seventh, from five to seven p.m. at Milwaukee Lutheran High School. Hey boys, it's nice to meet you, Oswald. How you been? Pretty good. Yeah, how are you? yeah, I'm good. We uh, we talked before you guys came in. You think France is going to win tomorrow? Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you rooting for France though? Uh, I'm rooting for, maybe yeah. Yeah, you think they're the better team? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, I think I think most people believe that. Um, I'm rooting for Croatia because I just think for that country it would be just a, a phenomenal to to get to where they're at and how they you know 100 and whatever minute it was that they scored um, to get to the finals. I think is 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 a great story. And I sit across from a girl, a woman whose daughter plays for the Croatia soccer club here. And she said it's just ridiculous how excited people are. So it's pretty cool. Um, uh, Brian, who are you rooting on for? I think I'm going to root for Croatia yeah. against my better judgment, I think. But I've been doing that uh, consistently throughout the tournament, picking yeah, with true. my heart this yeah, year. Yeah, true. you know what? I had uh, – wait, we got three picks. It's just uh, the general manager here, Chuck Sullivan, big soccer guy. We did this four years ago, and I bought him lunch, and now I'm going to buy him lunch again. I got the first pick. He got the next two. And the idea is not who's going to win it, but who's going to go further. And uh, I took Germany with the first pick, came back and, and had Brazil with the fourth pick, and then I took Mexico. Not bad. He took uh, Iceland, Spain, and he took Belgium. So that Belgium game was uh, against Brazil was something. Hey, my background, um, I was the director of sales marketing with the Wave for a long time for the Rampage, which is the outdoor team. And I was the general manager for an indoor team in Chicago, indoor soccer team, and maybe the worst general manager in the history of professional sports. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, I felt kind of played like fantasy soccer where I was trading guys and, yeah, just uh, ran that thing right into the ground. But pretty familiar with the game of soccer. When And this was years ago. And, Oswald, I'm going to start with you. First of all, where are you from? I'm from Tanzania, Tanzania. Uh, East Africa. So soccer is the, 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 by far number one there, and, and you grew up playing soccer. Um, a, lot of, a lot of different opportunities for people here. And when I was in the game of soccer, and this was, again, a long time ago, they kept talking about the soccer explosion. They kept talking about there's going to be this explosion, and it's going to be soccer is going to be permanently as the number three or number four sport 
certainly the number four behind football, basketball, baseball, you know, it's going to be soccer. And I don't know if that's yet happened. I think at the youth levels it's happened. But I don't know as kids grow and get older and all these different options to play traveling and youth baseball and traveling basketball and high school basketball and and football and now seven-on-seven football and hockey, lacrosse, and all the other options, if kids at the same level that they do it when they're younger continue to play soccer. Do you agree with that? I I think so. Um, I think youth soccer has grown a lot in the last 10, 15 years. Um, I was reading somewhere online where soccer, I think, was the third um, sports that has most uh, participation from youth, right? Behind basketball and football, so and I and, and what's interesting is is the people in the the world of youth football are scared. Mm-hmm. Their numbers are dwindling. Um, I do a show called, in fact, the show that comes up next, the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show, specifically was started because Tom Swiddle, who was coaching at Brookfield East at that time, came in came into the studio and said, "Hey, look, I believe, and a bunch of us believe." that football's never been safer. It is a contact collision sport, and there's going to be injuries, but the way we coach now, the way we teach to tackle, we think it's never been safer, yet people continue to read horror stories about kids playing football, and they get away from it. His son played quarterback all the way growing up and is now a defensive back on the college level, never had a concussion. His daughter played soccer at UWM and had to stop because you got, she got her third concussion. And so it's it's interesting. Their numbers are dwindling, and I think a lot of kids are going to the world of soccer. Brian, do you agree with that? Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. I have personal experience in that I have a, um, a U-12, so an 11-year-old that's playing soccer now, and he just about a month ago finished recovering from his second concussion. Okay. Diagnosed concussion. That's scary. And, and so these are young boys, and... When people say off the cuff, it just it, it seems to it seems that football would be the more dangerous right. sport. Well, but you, stats don't necessarily prove that out. You know what's interesting is when I was in the soccer world, I would get guys saying, "Oh man, soccer—it's it's, uh, you know it's not a physical sport. It's a really physical sport. The tough part is the guys that dive all the time, the guys that fake they are are basically giving guys that say soccer's not a physical sport." You're shaking your head. You don't like those guys, do you? I thought Neymar should have got a. I think he should have got a red card in that in that last game that they played. But at least a yellow, right? Yeah. Do you know the player I'm do, talking I know about? Exactly he the stepped play. on the ankle. I know and exactly the, man. the play you're talking about. But to your point, that's correct. You know what? And and look, when you play it or you're around it, soccer is a really physical sport. It it is. It indoor, outdoor, however you're playing it, it can be a really physical sport. And, you know, it gets kind of a reputation that it's not, and I totally disagree with it. And that's why I think it's really important that it's it's taught correctly. When I worked for the outdoor game, um, I was I was director of sales and marketing with the Rampage and Bob Gansler, who was a World Cup coach at one point, was the coach of the Rampage. And I would leave at halftime the first year I worked there. And he'd be like, where are you the second half? I said, coach, it's, for me it's like watching paint dry. Can't watch this game. In the offseason, his office was right below mine, and when he was breaking down film, he would call me. I'm a basketball coach, and he'd say, there's there's a lot of similarities, and I'd be like, yeah, whatever. And he would call me and say, come down, I want to show you something. And he taught me the game. Finally, somebody sat and had the patience with, with somebody who had never played it to teach it, 
it's a beautiful game when it's played correctly. I'll be driving, and there'll be a high school game, and I'll just stop and watch it. And it, it really is a beautiful game. So for people like me that didn't know anything about it and don't understand you, the, the, what, what they're trying to accomplish and how they're trying to accomplish, when somebody takes the time to teach them, and, and you're a sports fan, it really is a beautiful, a beautiful game. Guys, Oswald, who started the Junior Red Knight Soccer Club? Uh, we both did. And, and the reason behind it is? Um, well, a couple of reasons. One, I enjoy kids and I love soccer. And I want to see how kids have a experience of playing in soccer at a youth level because um, one of the issues with uh, youth soccer is very expensive. So in our club, is makes it affordable for every family, whether it's um, poor, middle middle class, or rich. Everybody can play in our club. It can, it's easily affordable. Right. Um, so that's one of the reasons. Um, another reason is, so we coach at the high school, middle school high school. Right. And you get a lot, a lot of inexperienced players who've never played soccer before in their lives, ever. And this is um, some players that have a lot of potential. We can see that, oh, wow, this guy plays when they're younger. It'll be really good. Right. And whenever I asked him, like, hey, I come to even play, like, oh, no, because it's too expensive. I couldn't afford it. So that kind of gave me, like, the, um, an idea. I was like, hey, maybe start something for them. Sure. Get them when they're younger, and they can play. So when they get to, get to high school, they have that experience of playing club soccer. Are you guys in the building at Milwaukee Lutheran? I'm in the building at Milwaukee Lutheran. What do you do there? I'm an academic advisor. Okay. In the building. How long have you been there? Uh, this is going to be my fourth year. Uh, I actually started my teaching career at Milwaukee Lutheran back in 2000. I was an English teacher. Okay. And then had left the state for about a dozen years and then just kind of came where'd back you, home. Where'd you go? Uh, Detroit for nine years and Seattle for two years. Welcome home. Yeah, thanks. It's a boy can't back. come home, right? He, he better be able to. Yeah. Did you think, and, and this is be you know off the topic, but did you think uh, leaving um, did, that you'd ever come back? I always knew I would come. You back. You always knew you'd come back. Good for you. Oh yeah, this is home. Yeah, this I, I agree with that. This is home, and and uh, I was telling somebody the other day I've never lived anywhere else, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And she said, you know what? Uh, probably. A little of both, but if you you would if you moved away, you'd know how special the place is, and and, and that's a lot pretty of truth cool. In that. As we talk about uh, the Junior Red Knights Soccer Club, their their website jr so it's jrrednights.com. It's one word. Juniorrednights.com is their website, and again, they have tryouts U8 through U14 tryouts on July 23rd through the 27th from five to seven at Milwaukee Lutheran High School. Guys, do these are these kids? that um, you think have a chance to play at Milwaukee Lutheran, or are you just talking about kids in the community that want a place to play? I, I We want kids in the community. We want to provide them an opportunity to play soccer, first and foremost. That's always been our drive. It's always been the, the vision for this program. If ultimately um, we develop a relationship with them and they see Milwaukee Lutheran for for the school that it is, the, the faith-based um education that they're going to get there and and that's the reason that they want to come then by all means we'd love to have you so uh before we get to a break we got a couple of minutes and i wanted i'm glad you brought the faith side up i do a show called faith in the zone uh airs eight o'clock on this station on sundays 8 a.m and 8 p.m and we've been doing it for about three and a half years we talked to men and women involved in sports one way or the other that are willing to come on a secular sports station talk about their faith and how it's affected their lives professionally and personally um, and reading your website, th- this, this took, I, I, look, you're not, you're not running from this. 
you're not this is who you are and what expectations are and if you read it it's number one jesus christ is first in our life you know short devotion reading prayer may, might be part of every practice our club emphasizes giving god the glory for the athletic talents he has given us hashtag we play for him family matters is number two communication is important but number one was that part of it you guys aren't running from this so this is important obviously to you we don't run from this at all. Right. I mean, I, I, it's not an easier way to put that. Obviously, this is this is our foot forward. This is what we lead with, and 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 this is um, what matters. And right. Soccer's fun. Oswald, same question, you guys. This is this is your belief, and this is you want. What I like about this is you can't have a parent come and say, "Hold on a second. Yeah, I didn't know this was going to happen. Oh, actually, you did because it's number one in expectations of what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I grew up my whole life. Um, grew up in the church. My mom took me to church right away, told me who Jesus was when I was younger, growing yeah. up. Went to a Lutheran middle school, high school, and college. So, Yeah, not going to run from it. Yeah, Excellent. Guys, let's get to a break again. As we're talking, and we're going to get into some of the things I'm going to ask both Oswald and Brian. What's, what keeps them up at night, you know, starting this? Is this year one, correct? Yes. Year, year one. one, yeah. How many kids do you hope for? Um, How many teams? We'll see how it goes out, but we think around two, two okay. or three. To start with. Yeah. And the, and the idea, if, if there was a, a spreadsheet as far as growth, three to four and then five to six, and you, you want it to be one of the clubs that, that people come to, is it? are you guys going to play in a rec, in rec leagues or are you going to play in in, uh, in a step up in, in, in some other leagues that, that kids are playing at a high level? We actually the, – the, um because we're not a part of the WDA, which would be some of the top clubs in the state that play in that Wisconsin Development Academy, right. because we're not a member in there, the beauty is that we can schedule games with rec teams, and we can also schedule scrimmages with those WDA teams. That's awesome. They're willing to do that, so we can go both ends. Yeah, yeah. And, get, and get a feel for, and have your kids get a feel for a different level. Correct. You know what? We can play in the rec, and you're right, you're beating some teams for nothing. Now let's play some other kids and... It's an eye-opening experience for some of these kids uh, at times. We're talking Junior Red Knight Soccer Club, and uh, we'll continue that on the other side of the break. As we're talking, if you want to go to their website, again, JR, so JuniorRedKnightsRedKnights.com. JR Red Knight SC. There it is. JR Red Knight SC.com. If you Google uh, Junior Red Knight Soccer, this is where it brings you. Again, tryouts. U8 through U14 trials, July 23rd through the 27th. And all the information you need is on that website, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Milwaukee Lutheran High School. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. We're talking Junior Red Knight Soccer. They uh, Milwaukee Lutheran is starting their own junior soccer program, and I commend them for this because it's uh, it's not an easy thing to do to start a youth program, but I think it's necessary. And in Oswald, I really liked what your answer was, and that is, look, our our teams can be a lot more competitive if we get kids to start playing at an earlier age. And you got a lot of athletes walking through Milwaukee Lutheran um, High School. 
and and I know this. I just got done in a summer league coaching uh, at Martin Luther and going over there. And some of those kids, boy, I'll tell you what, they're athletes all over the place. You can teach them to play soccer at an early age, a U8, U9 level, and they get the bug and they like it and understand it. Man, that, that, that can make a world of difference for the high school team. The high school program, before we get more into the youth program, um, how are the numbers at the high school level? Do you, do you guys have enough kids for, for two teams, three teams? Um, this year... It's been mainly one team. Okay. We're just trying to grow that right now. So the varsity varsity team, you've got some young kids obviously playing at that level. Um, competitive or still trying to get com- competitive at that level, Brian? We, the, the Wisconsin shifted conferences. Uh, last year was the first year of that realignment, and we moved from the North Shore to the Woodland. North Shore is uh, notoriously a loaded, challenging oh, conference. Loaded in yeah. soccer, yeah, they did, and they only got stronger with the realignment. Truth be told, um, so we we benefited in that we we popped into the woodland, okay, which we can be more competitive in the woodland. There are still, boy, after one year in the woodland, I have because um, I had very little experience with some of those teams, um, just because sure. we had always been, well, we were part of the Metro and then we were part of the North right. Shore. So maybe you played some Woodland teams in a crossover postseason, but, but boy, the, you know, the, the, some of the teams in that Woodland are some strong teams in there. Oh, no doubt yeah. in, in all sports, you know, there, there, there really are. And it's funny because you talk, I do a high school sports program from 10 to noon and we just go with the seasons and it was beneficial for Milwaukee Lutheran in a number of sports to get out of that conference Numbers-wise, um, competitive-wise, the football program did pretty well last year where they had struggled a little bit in that North Shore. Again, that's a good – you talk about Homestead and Whitefish Bay and you know some of the schools in that conference in football, similar to soccer, those, some of those suburban schools are, are pretty good. Um, Oswald, did the first couple of minutes that we talked, you'd made a comment about um, money-wise. Do you think that the suburban schools – has soccer become a money sport? Uh, I, I believe so, yeah. It's kind of a pay-for-play type of program. So, I mean, that kind of have made a lot of kids who, who can't afford to play not play soccer at all. Do you know, that's changed, I think, over the years. I, I Back, again, a zillion years ago, it seemed like it was a fairly inexpensive way to get kids to play, but now with, with the all of the travel teams and the high-level um, teams that are that are club the club-type teams, that, that that's where I think the money gets fairly expensive, correct? Yeah, correct. Even when I first came to America, first year, um, I came in '05, and um, I wanted to play soccer because I because I, I love soccer, but I yeah. couldn't play because my mom couldn't afford it. So I played basketball, which was also nice. But I soccer is my love. Yeah, so like, like basketball, come on, <laughs> you know that's yeah. the sp- no. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So I didn't play soccer for for two years until I got to the, to the high school, and then you played for the high school. Yeah. So. Did you fall? You obviously never fell out of love with no, soccer. No. And you were ready to go when you got to the high school. Were you a good high school player? I was pretty good. Yeah. 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 Pre- pretty good. Yeah, I was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Do you like? Do you find that teaching the sport, um, and coaching the sport, is uh, it comes easy to you? Um. Yeah, because I grew with kids, so that kind of flows naturally to me. It's how you teach the game and how you coach it yeah um especially at because i play goalkeeper okay so i love teaching that position and the way people other people how people uh, taught me how to play right is how i kind of taught it yeah 
Do you want where? What do you do? You're not in the building at Washington, no, Luther. No, um, I work at a refugee uh, resettlement agency. Okay. So we basically help those who come here to kind of resettle here, whether it's find them jobs or. You guys busy? Yeah, busy right now. This yeah. time, <laughs> yeah, pretty busy right now. Yeah, and also selling insurance for Associated Mutual. So. Oh, you do. So you're real yeah. busy. Yeah. And yeah. your coach. Yeah. Man. So. Do you get home much? Or? <laughs> I try to make time to get home. Good. I think yeah. that's uh, important. Guys, starting this program, um, and Brian, I'm going to start with you. What keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Yeah, when you think about starting a soccer club, um, look, I, I and looking at your website, it looks like you guys are, are, are getting ready. You're ready to go. You've got, again, tryouts coming up uh, July 23rd through the 27th. Is your fear that you don't get enough kids at those tryouts? Is your fear that people don't know that this is coming up and and and, and available for kids not only in our community where because I live really close to Milwaukee Lutheran, but kids that you know throughout Southeast Wisconsin, if they want an option, they can come try out. Does that worry you at all? Not having enough kids? The first year, perhaps I think it does. Maybe even the second year, I have a. Um, a working theory that there are uh, countless potential soccer players in the city of Milwaukee that aren't provided an opportunity to play. And um, I think Oz sees these examples of, of some of the, the, the refugees coming through that they can't pay, they can't play on, on, on a club team. So they play on a street corner uh, in, a, in an open field down by the church, by the, the by the place they wind up going to school. Um, eventually these, these athletes go through MPS and they go through the grade schools and they go through the MPS high schools and some stars emerge on, on various teams throughout the city conference. Um, this is what I want to, to help fix. I want these players. So, so back to your, your point just a little bit earlier, you talked about the pay for play and the Correct. club programs. Yeah. Um, the, I, I know that these club, I mean, you are talking uh, $2,000 to play soccer. Wow. Uh, and that's and, and now you need to buy the uniforms on top of all that, and, and you're your traveling shoes. to Wisconsin Dells to Madison, optional overnights there, right? Like you could get away with not spending the night, sure. but if you did want to, you, you just kind of it all adds up, right? Um, so these so these city players to give them that opportunity to play. I don't know how far and wide the word has spread about Junior Red Knight this initial year. So when so when we open up these blind tryouts, right. It's a leap of faith. It is a leap of faith. We could have, we could have four, five, six players from each age level. Now, what do you do? Right. I would it, say that keeps me up a little bit. Yeah. When, when does the season start? Like these kids that try out again, July twenty third through the twenty seventh. U eight through U fourteen tryouts, five to seven p.m. at Milwaukee Lutheran High School, and go to their website, uh, Jr. So Junior Red Knights SC dot com Soccer Club dot com. When will the season start for those kids? That season is going to start um, late summer. So practice will, will start in, in August, and then games will start. Um, there might be a game. There might be a, an early tournament at the end of August, but more like beginning of September. Okay. And so this gives you guys, if there aren't enough kids, you you can still say, okay, the tryouts, we've got eight kids at this team. We need to find another six. So let's make sure that we continue to do stuff like doing this show. And I appreciate you guys willing to come in studio to to talk about it. But we 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 we've got a good start, but we need to add three, four, five more kids. And you guys, by doing it at the end of July, July twenty third through the twenty seventh, it gives you a chance to, you know, to have that team 
and make sure you add some players. What's going to be the cost for these guys? So um, for the so you have uh, fall, winter, and, and spring, three hundred dollars for the whole year. So and you can you can put that in installments. Well, hold on, three hundred dollars for the year or for the yeah, season? For the year. So that includes the jerseys and everything else. Good for you. Yeah. How, how are you guys going to do that? Uh, we do a lot of fundraising. Okay. And we're also running a league right now, like a soccer league for high schools, and we um, all the money we make there that goes to to the kids. So right now, um, Milo Luther is hosting a seven v seven league for, for high school high school teams, and we have twelve teams that came out first okay. year. Uh, it's called we play for him. Yep. Um. So all the proceeds from there goes to for this club. Yeah. That's right. Coaches getting paid. Coaches are getting paid. Good. You're yeah. Getting, yeah. Well, I I think that uh, that that's probably important because the, the the commitment that they have is different than if they're they're getting a little bit. Of, and look, none of us coaches make more than forty five cents an hour. I think unless you guys are paying them one point two million something like that, and I don't <laughs> think that's happening. But if it's just something that helps with the gas money, and uh, I I think that's important. Three hundred bucks for the year. Where, where are your games going to be played? You'll play at home. We will play at Milwaukee Lutheran. Right. Uh, we'll have some games there, and then we'll Wherever. obviously just be traveling locally. And then indoor, you play at Eline, or where do, where do you think you'll play? We'll play at the high school too. Oh, so, you okay? So like the futsal league, you'll probably be at the high school. Yeah, yeah. There's a few places in town. Um, you know, when there was another seven v seven league in town. Um, that we had been a part of for years, and we enjoyed it. Um, but we thought, well, we can do this. Yeah. We can have our own 7v7 league. And, and we feel the same with, with futsal because there are a couple games in town um, that we're aware of as well, and we participate in those too, but but this is also Down at Lincoln Park, do. right? Lincoln I know Park I know Keith one. Tozer is, is in, really involved at a high level with futsal, and he was, uh, when I worked for the Wave, he was, he was the guy that, uh, I, I've known Keith for a long time, and he has a strong belief if if you don't have him, um, if he's not familiar with your league, I would get him familiar with it because he could be a great advocate to get kids from the city to come play in your league, and I would recommend that because he's he is uh, he's one of the good guys in the game of soccer. I'm a big fan of his. Guys, let's get to a break. We're talking Junior Red Knight Soccer Club, and uh, Oswald. I'm just calling you Oz because because uh, Betchwa. Yes. As close as I can get. He is enough, the, yeah. the soccer director, and Brian Oshner is the uh, coaching director. He is uh, also in the building at Milwaukee Lutheran, and uh, he's going to be watching out for my daughter, first-year teacher at Milwaukee Lutheran, coming up next year. She's so excited. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. We're talking Junior Red Knight Soccer Club. Milwaukee Lutheran High School is starting their own soccer club. And, and understand that kids from, from all over the area, all over the greater Milwaukee area, can come and try out and be part of the soccer club. It's $300 for the year. Not for the season, not for a month. It's 300 bucks for the year. And if you want to be involved in this, I understand what you're getting into. It's it's uh, go to their website because there are some expectations that that they want you to know. And what we didn't do is get to number two or three, but f- number two on the expectations is family matters. 
Family time is really important to us. We understand that every family situation is different. Our goal is to work together, provide schedules and games up front and in advance. During doing this show, guys, for the Youth Sports Show, we we ask a couple of uncomfortable questions. And one of them is, I think parents sometimes are getting out of control on some of this stuff. Do you guys have in place, or have you thought about having in place, kind of a parent expectation? If you want to be part of this club, this is what we expect as a club on how your behavior needs to be. One of the things that that is a big part of our of the high school program is is just that um, there's a, a parent expectation list, there's a an athlete expectation list, and and you know we we ask them to sign off on it and and, and saying that they've read it and, right and, and and this and that and um I I do think it's important I, I do I, yeah you know parents um their expectations need some. Attention. I'm going to go old school on you guys, yeah. but every a lot of parents think their kid is the next Pele. <laughs> Pele is the old school part. Um, and and I see that in basketball where, where you know, a lot of parents think their kid's the next going to go Division One and go play in the NBA. And it's it, let's just make sure that we have this in check and we're not running up and down the sidelines yelling at the line judge and yelling at coaches. And I think that's important. And I if I can give you um, – one piece of advice when you're starting this club, make sure that you guys take that part of it seriously because a year in or two years in, if other clubs are saying, look, that junior red night soccer club lets their parents go crazy on the sidelines. It's, it's, it's really uncomfortable. I I don't think you want to get that reputation. So I think it's important that you, that you look into that and make sure that, that you're looking at, at, at that. Are you going to ask parents to, to do volunteer work? Or will there, other than the three hundred dollar fee, is there some expectations that they're going to volunteer at games? Um, we haven't really thought of that, but I'm sure that's something will come up. Yes, that's in, that, that. One of the reasons, again, this thing started was people would ask me, and I bring this up all the time: the Franklin Youth Football Program. I would get calls from other youth football programs saying. Man, they they always have all the kids they need. They get new uniforms. They have all the money they need. They get have this bus. They have this, this. How do they do it? And I said, why are you calling me? I'm just a radio guy. Call them. Well, we can't do that. Well, why? Well, because they do what they do, and we do what we do, but they do it better. So I had Franklin come in, and I said, what keeps you up at night? And the woman that gets their volunteers said, I can't find volunteers. She said, 5% of the people do 90% of the work. I said, it's like church. She said, it's just like church. <laughs> exactly. 5% to 90%. We have $150. Think about this. They have $150 buyout. If you run, you have to volunteer two times to work in concessions or do, do the chains or do something outside of when your son is playing or $150 buyout, she said, I don't need their money. We have enough money, but people are constantly sending me that check. What I need is for them to give me a little sweat equity and and give me a little time to help us make this. So I think it's something you guys might want to think about. Thank you. Sounds like they need to double their buyout fee. I told them 500 <laughs> and she said, I think that's crazy. And I said, but what's going to happen? You're going to get your hours. You're going to get your hours. She said, well, I don't know. Maybe some people <laughs> would still give us that kind of money, but that would be something that that I would consider as well. Do you think you guys, will you get to a point where you're going to have to make cuts? No, 
No, there will never. I, I can't envision a time when we would make cuts. We would develop a new team. You develop a new team, and you want whoever wants to play, you're going to give them a chance to play. Absolutely, and teach them the game. At what level have you coached youth before, or just high school? I've coached all. Yes, you have. Same thing. Uh, uh, mainly high school. Okay. I have volunteered at a youth level, but I haven't really coached officially. At what At what age do you find if kids start at U eight or U nine? Do you know if they fall in love with the game or not? Quickly? Oh, right away. Right away. Sure. For some. Yeah. For some, the joy is evident. Yeah. Um, and, and, and when you get them that young, I mean, I've, I coached, I have three sons, um, and, and I coached them all at a very young level. And um, th- there's very little coaching to do at that point. You just want them to continue to love the game and, and kind of keep them to play on the within bounds. How many kids do you have? Meet me personally? Yes. I have three sons. You have three sons. And your wife's name? Heather. Is she listening to anything? I think she might be listening. What are the boys' names? Cole, Denny, and Jonah. That's it. All play soccer? They all play soccer. How old are they? Uh, eight. Oh, they're, well, they're about to be nine, 13, and then Denny's in the middle. He's 11. That's awesome. you got a lot of cool things to look forward to. No kids. No kids. That's all right. Well, because you, you work four jobs, and, you know, and, and that's okay, Oz. That's coming, I'm telling you. Um, the kids play other sports, your your boys? Are they are they strictly soccer boys? They're wrestlers. Really? Wrestle, they wrestle, and yeah. That That's a different combination, Brian. <laughs> sure. That's, you know, usually it's wrestling and football. It's cross country and soccer, basketball and soccer. But wrestling and and soccer, yeah, that, yeah, that is good for you. Heather is uh, somebody that likes to go into the gym and watch wrestling and and go on the field and watch these kids play. She does. Oh yeah, good for her. Yeah, if if it weren't her kids, I don't know if I could talk her into it. But. That's all right. <laughs> you know what? What what happens is we we and you got a long way to think about this. But when my son' college basketball career ended, it was painful. Mm. It was painful because we're like, now what? What are we What are we going to do at this point? You know, we we've been following him. To, to watch this for a long time. Hey, Oz, what, being the soccer director of this program, will you coach a team as well? Uh, no, because high school, because I do boys and girls at the high school. You do? Yeah, so I probably won't have time to do that. I mean, I'm sure I'll be around to kind of help out. Right. But officially coaching the kids, that probably would not be the case. Will the soccer club offer, will it be co-ed? Will girls be able to play? Have you thought about that? If, if some girls show up at the tryout and say, hey, look, it's U8, U9. Uh, this is a perfect place for me. We can afford to play. C- can we Can we play on the boys' team? Yes. Good. Yeah. Again, you're not turning anybody away. I think that's, uh, that's really important. Milwaukee Lutheran has agreed to allow you to use their facilities on this. They have, yes. That's, that, that's really Cole Brown, and Cole Brown and all those guys have said, yeah, you can use these. That's right, yes. And Jared Ludke, our athletic director over there, he's just uh, – he does a lot of work He's a for good we guy. Pay for him. He is a really good guy and just uh, kind of bends over backwards to make things happen. I'm a big Cole fan. Yeah. I am. I, I, I like him a lot. He uh I think he sees things correctly and uh I other than the only thing I don't understand about Cole, you know this twenty four hour thing that he does where he goes and uh huh. Yeah. His triple anvils and yeah. quadruple anvil runs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's crazy. That's what I, I can't I can't sit in a chair for 24 hours, and he's riding, running, and swimming, and right. yeah, he's uh, he is really a, he's incredible, and I'm a big fan of his. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. Oswald Betchois, I'm close. 
Brian Ostner, who is uh, actually Heather's husband. That's the that's the key to that whole thing. That's right. Yeah, you bet. Cole, Denny, and Jonah. Those are good boys. Those are good boy names right there. If they're listening, I say hello to them. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. We're talking junior Red Knights soccer. With uh, the soccer director, he is Os- Oswald Betchwa, and uh, the Red Knight coaching director, who is Brian Oshner. Hey, guys, how are you going to find coaches for this? Um, I have a few friends who played cardio with me. Uh, one went with my kids at the Cardinal Stretch. And one of the coaches, uh, he, was, he was my coach, was when I was a freshman in high school. He kind of, he's a um, cool guy. Uh, I like him as a coach. Probably one of my favorite coaches of all time. Um, he kind of stepped away from the game for a while, so I kind of convinced him to come back. So he will also be, will be one of the coaches. So I'm excited to have him back. Oh, good. Yeah. So you'll have to uh, – Brian, can you explain? You're going to be the coaching director. So you'll you'll have meetings with these coaches and set expectations for them? Yeah, uh, we're, we're blessed to be in a position where we've got um, a number of interested coaches – in in our program and being a part of of this change in the city of Milwaukee, uh, it's important for me. I'm an educator by trade, and so it's it's not enough for you to be able to understand soccer. Right. It's it's really important, and and I think that sometimes um, uh, soccer programs, whether they be rec or whether they be club, can kind of gravitate toward an extreme. You can have somebody that. Um, he or she really knows the X's and O's behind the sports, but struggles to relate to 11-year-olds. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you would have really well-intentioned, really good parents that would coach, and they're, they're very relational, but they don't necessarily know the ins and outs of the games. And so it's it's every club's desire to find that balance right, right there, and we're no different in, in that regard. But I think it's really important um, to set those expectations that, look, Yes, you know the game. You've played it at a high level, but these are twelve-year-olds, and and they're going to develop differently than even Oz and I when we coach. You know, high school together, they're they're, they're different. Even though they're sure. two years apart, they're different humans. Hey, Oz, when when we talk about U eight and U nine, these are kids that sometimes the first time they ever play. Well, will you at that level um, recommend to your coaches that these kids get get a feel and get a chance to play? different spots on the field or will you take a kid um, and say, look, this is a defender and this is a midfielder and this kid should be up front or, or is this something that that early age that you're going to want kids to get a chance to play at all different positions? I'm um, get a chance. Um, even thinking of my experience, I played forward defense and a goalkeeper. Okay. So I played all, every position imaginable. So Go- I don't, I believe in like you can you would play every position. A goal, field, goalkeeper so. stuck, huh? Was that your favorite? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of a funny story how that happened, but what is it? Basically, so again, I grew up in Tanzania. Right. Um, I, the city where I played in, there's very good players, a lot of like really talented players, and I wanted to play, and I didn't get any playing time. But so this one game, this goalie got injured. I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll, I'll try and go because I want to play. And yeah. Get on the field, and I just happened to be good at it. Like, oh, okay, I guess I'll keep doing this now for for now on, and I stuck with it, and, and I enjoy doing a lot. So. I think it takes a special breed to be a goalkeeper. 
I do. Don't you, Brian? I think it's. Uh, I think it is. Uh, you you've got to have confidence. You got to have obviously good eye hand coordination, and you've got to be able to read the 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 the, the whole play. I, kind of similar to catchers in baseball. That's a different breed too. I think in a good way. But they've got to be the guy in charge on the field, and they got to be the guy making the calls. They've got to be the guy who's willing to accept that responsibility, and it's a big responsibility to be a goalkeeper. Oh, it is. It, it, it's a scary position for me. I'm absolutely horrible at it, and, and I don't really enjoy it. But, but what I kind of demand from my players is that they empathize with the goalkeeper. Too often it's when, when you get scored on, all eyes are on the goalkeeper, and somehow they did something wrong and they, they missed the shot. Well, the, you know, the opposition made it through 10 other players on the pitch before it ever got that far, and you need to understand where this, this goalkeeper is coming from. So, yeah, to be able to play all those positions at young ages really allows you to see the game from different perspectives and helps your overall performance. Do you think it's important um, to have the conversation? I'm going to ask both of you guys this. Um, to have the conversation with the coaches, especially the ones that are going to coach the early years, the U8, U9s, U10s, that these kids come to practice and enjoy the practice part, to have fun at practice, to make sure that these kids continue to come back. As they get older, it can be a little bit more serious, and you're and you're drilling for the most of the practice, trying to get these kids better. Do you, do you believe in your philosophy will be that the kids at the early age – we have to make it more fun for them to want to come back. Well, I, I think that it should be fun without being silly, if Perfect. that makes sense for for the eight year olds. I think that I demand that they, they treat the game with respect. And when you're there for practice, then my expectation is that you do what's asked of you. Now, having said that, that should take the silliness away. But, Absolutely. They're out there to have fun. I want to see smiles on their faces. This is a game after all. There should be joy in this game. And I think that that is the hook that, that is going to pull them along in their soccer career. It's going to be that joy. As you agree with that? 100%. When you were a kid um, growing up, practices were tough or were they – did you look forward to going to practice or just look forward to going to games? And you know what? There's a lot of kids that say, look, I, I just don't – I don't like the grind of practice. I love games. I love being competitive. But I think as coaches, we have to make sure that kids want to come to practice as well. Actually, this might sound weird, but I enjoyed practice more than games. You did? Yeah. Because you just do a lot more things in practice, whether the shooting or just different drills. Yeah. It's more fun to me, at least was. You got more shots kicked at you. You yeah. like that? More ball position time than sure. in a game. So Sometimes goalie can be a lonely position. Well, you hope, you right? You, hope. you you hope right that does. you <laughs> hope that you know what that that you know a couple of those boys ahead of you, you know that that sweeper can can take care of all the issues that uh, um, that you need. When when you look at um, in our in the area of Milwaukee Lutheran, there are some soccer clubs in that area. You know, there are some. You'll, you're going to have some competition um, within you know the northwest side of of Milwaukee, and and certainly in in Milwaukee. Uh, proper when you when you if a parent comes to you brian and says hey look why should ha why should i have my son or daughter join your club what's your elevator pitch oh why should you join our club yeah i think because we are we are going to be part of something bigger in the city of milwaukee and you know at the end of the day soccer is a sport but but I, our 
our picture here is bigger. It's it's more. I mean, we hearkened to this earlier in the interview when we talked about Milwaukee Lutheran, and maybe that's a destination for your secondary education. Correct. In our in our faith based environment, and uh, we're a faith based team, and we have you know we we have exposure to rec teams, we have exposure to club teams. This is for everybody. This is all inclusive. So if if the idea is that well, you want to play high level talent, we have that. If the idea is that well, I just I'm not sure about this sport. Just I want play more rec. exposure. Yeah. I, well, we we have that as well. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, I really appreciate you coming in. This hour went really quick. U uh, eight through U fourteen tryouts, July twenty third through the twenty seventh, from five to seven p.m. at Milwaukee Lutheran High School. You can go to their website for more information. JRRedknightsSC.com, Junior Red Knights Soccer Club. dot com. Oz Brian, thank you so much for your time. It's really good to meet you, and, and, and good luck with this club. If there's anything, you've got my number. If there's anything that I can do to help you uh, from here on out, uh, but please don't hesitate to call me because I'd love to make sure that this soccer club does really well. Thank you very much thank for you. your time. You bet, Oz. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much. This is the Blaine's Farm and Fleet Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.